everybody, welcome to Texas Real Talk. Jason Franklin here with James Fuller, as always. And uh, we have an amazing guest with us here today. James, you want to introduce our guest? Yes, so this is a guy that's absolutely killing the game. Uh, Madam, I don't know, about a year or so. Yeah, it's been about a year now. Something like that. Yeah. Um, that's it? Yeah, I've only known James for maybe a year, a little over a year, possibly. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how we met. So he was at a bar yeah, reading, reading, reading a book. Yeah, well, tell everybody who he is. Yeah, well, it's, this is Chris Hadley. <laughs> Chris Hadley. Uh, and, yeah, interesting. At a bar reading a book. A buddy of mine stumbles, comes in there and says, who's, who's reading a, like a personal development book in yeah. a bar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, you know, you need to meet James Tolworth. Yeah. And uh, hooked us up. Yeah. And we've been really talking ever since. Right. Phenomenal. Phenomenal guy. So, Chris, what do you do? Or maybe I should say, what don't you do? So, what I don't do is not treat people poorly, right? That's that's a big thing about what I don't do. Right. Um, I'm all about building relationships with people. Um, really, I try to go into it, any relationship or any experience and just see how I can add value to anybody possible. Um, and that could be the smallest thing. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant or big. What I do professionally is I'm, I'm mainly a, an investor. I like real estate a lot because I like owning real property and I like all the, not just you know money that can come along with it, but the tax advantages and mainly the freedom that can come along with it as well. Um, I would say that I got interested in investing you know, back in 17, I was working a job. Um, I was at a chemical plant, I was an operator for six years. And that was I mean, decent I, money. Yeah, it was good money. I mean, I made 200 grand a year possibly. Working, you know, eighty hours a week though, working shift work. But that's not stuff. that's not just like fuck it, walk away money. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not. You know, and then what made it harder? Jacks are bleeper, by the way. Oh yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Thank you. I like it a lot. I need to get a copy of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hate my job, man. I didn't. I didn't. I was very good at it. I excelled very fast, and um, I mean, obviously, there was. I never had a cap for myself, regardless of any company having a cap. I always wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw myself around the people that were there, and they—they're not the same, you know, as far as where I wanted to be, right? So, very negative people. I wasn't anything like that. Um, no matter where I went into the company, I couldn't get away from certain mindsets of certain people. And really, once you start having a lot of kids and building a family, I mean, what are you working a job for anyway, right? I mean, you go to a, most people go to a job to earn money. I mean, that's the main mm-hmm. reason. So. Why not just learn about money and cut the middleman out, right? And just okay, but that's how to make money. But that's a totally different mindset. So, like, I've got a really good friend that's got a ton of rental properties, and I was asking him one time because, like, his average tenancy is like five years, mm-hmm. which in this industry, obviously, you guys know that that's that's way above normal. Yeah, it is. And I was like, yeah. "How are you doing this? Explain this to me." He's like, "I write a lease, and at the expiration of that lease, I never ever go back and talk to them again. Yeah, it's wow. like I never change their rent." Yeah. You know, I never had them re-sign anything, and they yeah. just stay. Yeah. But his number, I was like, okay, why are you only in Texas City, Baytown, LaPorte? He's like, mm-hmm. because they make really good money, yeah. they drink beer, drive four-wheelers on the weekends, <laughs> and they're never going to leave. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. but there's, that's a mentality. It you know, is, it's yeah. like, I'm working to get to Friday. You know, it's like, yeah, we exactly. see these things all the time about, yeah. you know, TGIF. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know. Oh God, it's Monday. You know, but that speaks so much to that mindset. I think that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's the same thing with you know people saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a, you have a, you're feeling like it's a Monday or it's a Monday." So that mindset of 
waiting for a day or using a certain day, you're, you're automatically setting yourself up for failure if you're dreading Monday, right? I mean... Or Tuesday or, or Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Why do we need a hump day? Why is Wednesday, you know, why are we waiting until the middle of the week to feel better and Friday to feel even better just to feel like shit on Monday? Why are we doing that to ourselves, right? I mean, what true quality of life is that? That's that, that's that uh, hamster wheel, Yeah, right? it's, it's a vicious cycle of garbage is what it is. So, but here's the thing. Most people don't even realize that they've been, that they've been programmed to think like that. You know, it's just, it's been so normal and it's so subconscious now that it's, it's nothing, they don't even think about it, you know, so. It gets into some of the, you know, what are you looking to recruit when you're meeting these people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want them young? I want them young, hungry, and broke. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I fully, Why? I agree that. Why? Well, for the same reason that I think that anybody does. I mean, it just—it was a matter of, it was a matter of having enough businesses and working in enough areas to see who actually wanted something, right? Yeah. You know, so um, not very many people become a house flipper at forty-five. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guys that are really going to kill it, they start young. And I mean, the only the only grievance I have in my office is that I'm pissed that they're twenty-six mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. And I got here at 40. You got here later. You know, I'm just, that's the only thing that I ever get upset about is I look and I'm like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. But at least you did. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's people that go 60 and 70 year old. They don't even, they're not even awake. They're sleeping. They're yeah. sleepwalking. You know or I mean? they never found someone like you. Yeah. Cause it's so into their life. Yeah. That, that's, you that's. gotta be, man. You know, I, I have this conversation like almost daily with my wife. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get one trip on this marriage go round. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Exactly. You know, and. I said something uh, to somebody in my office yesterday, which is like a really big thought. I have less time left than what I have spent. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, so what am I going to do with that time? What am I going to cultivate? Yeah. You know, what am I going to grow? What am I going to leave? And I'm not even talking about money. Because yeah. I already told my kids, I'm spending everything. Like, if I don't <laughs> tomorrow that I have terminal cancer, <laughs> I'm spending everything. Why not, right? You know, because I will leave them whatever house I died in. Yeah. Other than that, they're not getting crap. They need to earn it, man. <laughs> they got to earn stuff. Buffett has a good thought. He says, I want to leave. I mean, you're talking, he's $100 billion. Oh, yeah. He says, I want to leave them enough to do anything, but not enough to do nothing. Exactly. Right. That's very. Of course, profound. his other profound statement is what his secret to uh, uh, stock investments: don't lose money. Don't lose money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the first two rules: don't lose money. Like you know, it's funny that that statement is so simple and so profound, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Chris, let me ask you. I mean, okay, so how old are you? You're not. You're not a woman, so I can ask. I'm 30 now. You're 30. Th- yeah. Oh, fuck off. I'm 30. Um, all right. So. <laughs> All right, so cool. Yeah. Um, now that being said, you left the plants at 28. Um, yeah, 2019 is when I left. So that was I guess 28. 28. Okay. Yeah. What was in you already? Where did you? Where did that come from? That's a great question. So, ever since I was younger, I've always felt like that I I had the capacity to do great things, mm-hmm. even with the crappy upbringing that I had and the, the cards that were given to me. Mm-hmm. I always just felt, I just had this feeling that I wanted to do something fantastic for myself. So this didn't come from a nurturing, awesome. Absolutely not. No, I didn't. You're going to be a great person background. This is something no. that was just like. Well, I think that's what growth, I think that's where greatness comes from is adversity and triumph, right? So, I mean, I, I didn't have a good childhood. My, my dad was, you know, he 
fascinating to listen to. This is in a different state. Um, my mom was not the right person that should have been raising me. She was hardcore alcoholic. She had horrible mental problems. We don't even talk to this day. Um, I literally don't have a single family member that you know is around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides my grandma, who I try to take care of as much as possible. Sure. Um, now my, I have some um, unrelated close family members that are you know that I talk to occasionally, but. I don't have that close family tight knit. Never had right growing mm-hmm. up, so I had to learn how to take care of myself. Which I, you could also say, can be a hindrance because you learn some selfishness that I had to learn to grow out of as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I, I've always had this problem with being average. I, I don't know. It's just a thing. Like I, I can't stand being average. So I'm gonna like pause you one second. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. What is our team motto? Mediocrity sucks. Mediocrity sucks. Mediocrity sucks. Like I, I swear to God, we're getting put on hats. I keep saying this, but we haven't done it yet. He even actually <laughs> brought me the. Uh, but I, we need to get like mediocrity sucks hats with Texas yeah. Build Talk and just give one to everybody that comes in yeah, here. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, yeah. just but you're right. I mean, and I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. Average today is forty pounds overweight on some type of government Gosh. program. Everything you own is on a credit card. Yeah. You don't own a home. You know, or you're underperforming. That's average. Yeah. So average is like, uh, no thanks. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna do average. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how people. I mean, I I would never tell people how they should live their lives, but I just could never relate and understand how they would be comfortable with just being the normal everyday average life sucking drain um, mentality or. Well, and I just, I'm gonna bring up a subject that is that is very very unpopular and might get us a bunch of listens or turn a bunch of people off, but like minimum wage. Yeah. There's a huge argument in society right now about minimum wage. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing to me in that argument is the name. Mm. Minimum. Minimum? It's minimum wage. Yeah. You know, everybody wants fifteen dollars an hour to serve a fucking hamburger. Yeah. It's minimum wage. They go, Well I can't support my family. No, you're not supposed to have a fucking minimum wage job. You're <laughs> yeah. forty. Yeah, exactly. Well they don't have any value, right? I mean that's you're paid off the value you bring, right? You're not paid by the hour. How replaceable are you? Yeah, can you be replaced? What do you do? You know, can somebody replicate it? How valuable do you bring? <laughs> and now it's like uh, I think Amazon just brought out or just launched uh, that they have this robot now. Oh gosh, yeah. That it can lift up to 150 pounds. It can walk. It can do all this other stuff. I mean, like we're like 10 years from some machine making your burger. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Amazon's already doing. They're, they've been testing drone flights and package drop offs. Oh, I know it's crazy. And that's made it past production completely all over. They're, they're trying it, but it's just a matter of time. I don't know that I want drones delivering my packages. That's just yeah. weird. I don't know. <laughs> but people want I'm old. People want instant gratification. Yeah, it'll get there in 20 minutes. We'll take it. I tell you what, though. Uh, so they're opening a new uh, Amazon facility right down here in uh, yeah. t- Texas like City. Lamar's area yeah, Lamar's. Yeah. Um, and uh, with just the one that they opened over off of 610, we ordered something. I forget what it was. Oh, it was when we ordered our uh, equipment originally for doing our podcast. Gotcha. I ordered it at like 9 in the morning, and at 4, it was on my door. And I was like, exactly. I'm super weirded out by that. <laughs> and impressed at the same time. Well, I'm, I'm like crazy <laughs> impressed, but I'm like, I don't know. That's just weird. I heard they're actually going to build one over here in Leak City off 96 somewhere, too. I don't know what they are. But Go I for it. I don't know. My, my biggest thing is... You know, I love real estate and I love investing, not just in real estate. I love business. I just, I love everything about taking a business and building it up and, and using it to buy real estate and whatever I can. But there's just, um, there's something that about personal development that's always been more important to me because I just believe that you'll never
actually have the logo that we have in person to sell with. And you know, just to be able to take something, especially with the access to the information we have nowadays, I mean, mm -hmm. you can literally learn anything you want to and learn how to change your life whatever way you want There's to. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. So I didn't have the library. I didn't have yeah. the influence. I didn't have this. I mean, so everything's exactly. at your fingertips. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but why not want to learn about bettering yourself? You know, and why not learn to be honest with yourself about where you, where you falter at and where you fail at to get better? Right? Well, I think I think you just you kind of encompass two things. Why not want to be better? But then immediately following, you said you got to be honest with yourself, and I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble. Well, that's exactly right. is they don't want to um, acknowledge their demons. Yeah, you know, or if it's drinking too much, or if yeah. it's uh, not understanding how to properly culture a relationship, or yeah. how to talk to people, or selfishness, or whatever. You know, everybody's got their own demons, right? Of course. You think about seeing yourself as an expert in one field, you know, or in one way, and there's voids, right? Nobody's perfect at every little thing. There's voids inside of that. Absolutely. You ever see yeah. that, you know? Yeah, You're an expert. I'm an expert at this. Yeah. You know, and you think, okay, then what, what am I working on now? Yeah. You know, you might be better at certain aspects, you know, flipping or real estate. There's some things you're really good at and other things you're weaker at. Everything's learning. I mean, every day there's something new to learn, whether it's in your business or about yourself. I mean, everything, especially in failure, everything should be treated as a growth aspect, no matter what it is. You don't learn from winning. No, you do not. Never. I like winning. Yeah, I like the money. I love being around winners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, what's your year been like so far? What have you done? Where'd you start out? So, I, like I said, I, I, I learned a little bit about starting to flip houses back in 2017. I had a lot of capital and I wanted to put it somewhere. I wanted to put it to work besides a normal side investment I was doing in stock market or whatever. Um, so I linked up with a buddy and I got involved in a higher end flip. Um, it worked out, I made money off it. He lost a bunch actually with the way he structured the deal and he took up basically all the leverage on the back end. And I learned a lot of lessons from his failures and, and kind of just being a silent investor, seeing what he did. Um, and I learned that the main thing that he was doing was he was over leveraging himself and he started out too high at the beginning. That's what he did. He didn't have the right connections. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I just engulfed myself in learning as much as I could. I mean, I've read every single book from real estate to personal development to just be prepared and ready for when opportunity came. Sure. Um, and so I did that and I capitalized. And so I would say last October I started basically multi-flipping, you know, kind of like James does. 14 flips at a time. So I was like, man, if I can do one of these, I can do 100. As long sure. as I have the assets in place, you know, the right money in place, the resources in place. So I just started connecting myself to people. Um, you know, I hung around James a lot, who, who helped me out a lot a bit um, on meeting other like-minded people. Um, and I would say the environment is key, environment key to your success and who you, you know, who you have surrounded around you who's tipping in your pay. Um, so I started multi-flipping. Um, I started with one, and then the next month or so, I picked up two more, and then I picked up three or four more, and I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet, and I've already done about 22 flips, probably, and I've got, I just picked up four more in the past two weeks, so I'll have 10 going, 10 or 11 going um, actively in the next two weeks, so, I mean, you're talking about... So when are you going to start hustling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I haven't decided that yet, but, you know, I, I, make, I make pretty good money uh, when it comes to that. I have another business, too. I have my own construction company. Um, that also, oh, you double dipping. That, yeah, you gotta you gotta learn how to <laughs> utilize the system to work in your favor. And um, I brought on, a, I found me a fantastic project manager that I brought along and uh, brought.
bottom off equity farming and construction companies, so he helps me with that. And so in that, how do you how do you see the difference? Because I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Is you talk about creating relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's it's easy in this business to like keep the whole pie. Exactly. You know, but then how have you seen growth or more opportunity in in giving away some of that? Mm-hmm. You know, bringing them in as yeah. an equity partner. So that's that's a good point. So. Every, like I said, I've done a lot of research, and all I do is research successful people that have done everything that I want to do, and successfully true, right? So, and everything I've heard from everybody is, if you find value in somebody, and there's true value, and you can see the worth of it, don't be afraid to give up equity. I mean, mm-hmm. do not do it. Um, and I found that. I found the equity, and, and you can't think right now, you got to think long term. When I think about life as a game of chess, not checkers, right? So every, sure. every move counts, and it's, it's five moves ahead counts. So, but the person has to bring value, and that's why I waited a while to, I mean, I had this idea to start this thing a year ago, but I waited a whole year of using the same person and seeing how he worked, mm-hmm. how he utilized everything. How you I want to make sure it was consistent. Yeah, it had, it had to be. I mean, people can hide who they are for, you know, 90 days or so or more. Sure. So I had to fill them out, and I saw how he took responsibility in everything he did, even if it wasn't his mistake, it was somebody else's, and I was like, man, I got to have it. Plus... His tools and resources also play a big deal. His experience and what I want to do long term, which is massive multifamily commercial deals. I mean, he's been doing 30 years of new development on um, any kind of building, uh, apartment complexes, commercials, residential stuff, and I just saw the value as long as the personal relationship. Is it going. fair to say that he's better at that part of the business than you are? Yes, 100%. And, so and I've got no problem admitting that. Well, no, you got to. I yeah, mean, that's the whole to. thing is, yeah. you know, I tell people all the time, I'm really good at what I do, but that's not what I do. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, I, yeah. it sounds um, flippant, but, like, I have a sign company that puts on my signs out and they put on my lockbox yep. and they do my pictures. And, they, you know, I have I hire anyone I can hire <laughs> yeah. to do things that are below the line. Well, it's your time, right? Where, where is your time more valuable? Mm-hmm. My time is, and this is nothing against anybody who does it, but my time's not more valuable in managing all these millions of contractors, managing the minutiae of the project, within the projects and this, this stuff. You're all getting the next deal. So as a business owner, we're creating. We're mm-hmm. creators. You know, I mean, you if you start your business, you got to kind of do it all in the beginning, but ultimately you got to learn to be a creator, otherwise you're a business uh, owner-operator, right? Are you working in the business or on the business? Exactly. Yeah. So, and I like I like having multiple because I I mean you know someday I may not I don't want to work on this business today I want to work on this one, and I can you know certain focus. But that's an entrepreneur mindset though. Yeah. I mean the thing is is that you know once you get to wherever it is personally in your personal development where you're like okay I believe in me enough to yeah. stop taking this check yeah. and go out and build something. But once you've done that first one. You know, it's like the guy that, you know, makes a million dollars and loses his ass and then goes and yep. makes $10 million. Exactly. You know, because they already, they already know the path. They yep. know the roadmap. They know how to get there. Yep. They're like on GPS coordinates. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, they're yeah. just, oh, okay, cool. Never mind. I got to go do it again. You know, so yeah, opening that second or that third business is a lot less scary. Yeah. Well, at that point, you're programmed for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, it's, you're, you have a paradigm in your mind and it's like a thermostat, right? So whatever we have that set to, that's what we're going to go back to. It's like a thermostat in your house. You know, when it gets too hot, thermostat kicks the ACs on and it goes back down. So whatever we have that set at, that's what we're automatically going to go back to. That's why you can take all the money out of all the wealthy people's hands and it'll go right back in a couple weeks because 
They know it's skills, the tools, the resources, but mainly, mainly important is the mindset about it. All right, James, give me all your money. I want you to get it back. I like it. You'll get it back. Come on. Well, I need a loan now. <laughs> At 12% interest. Yes. Um, all right, so, Chris, we love talking about, you know, kind of where you're at. But what I think people want to also hear, because, I mean, the guy that's listening to this or the girl that's listening to this or the 16-year-old that's listening to this is like, hey, that's cool, but you're so far down the road from where they are. Mm -hmm. Tell me sometime that you just absolutely sucked. Mm -hmm. I mean, a deal. I mean, tell me something where you're just like, it just went bad. Well, so <laughs> I've had a lot of bad experiences in my life. I mean, more than I mean, more than I can say now that I've had great because there's so many bad ones leading up to this point. Sure. I mean, everything I've had to do has been a learning experience. But like I said, I didn't have anybody to teach me things um, growing up. I, I learned it all from the mistakes, and then it comes about being a man or a father or stuff. Well, like negative that. times a negative is a positive, right? Exactly. That's how you have to look at it. But I mean, I've, I've failed a lot at a younger age, for sure, numerous times. Uh, when it comes to business, I mean, I've gotten in properties that were severely damaged with termite damage and ate the cost on them and just moved on. I mean, it's the things, but if a people were so scared and not have enough confidence in themselves, I think confidence is one of the most important aspects in business. Mm -hmm. Faith, faith is a huge yeah, thing. Personal belief, self-belief, self-confidence. Self exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I can give you a whole list of things that have happened that I failed at, and there's so many that I can't even think of that are, it's just, I mean, that's what it's, it's so many, list. man, it's just so many failures and just learning from them and moving on, you know, okay. it's just, I, I think a lot of people go through failure, but they just, they live in it, and they just, they get stuck, and they get stuck in the cycle of self-suffering and self-defeat and victimization, and, and I, they, they don't know how to get out of it, okay. so, my goal is to... Not really people just see how much money I make or, or anything or success, but it's really to en engage with them and see and have engagement so they get motivated to say, man, he, he did this and I could do it. And anybody can do it. It's 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 not like a rocket science. If you need rocket science, you can learn. It's not a matter it. of can, it's a matter of will. Will, will you do it? 100%. All right, okay. But I will say that the most one of the most important things I think could either make or break you is your environment, 100%. People you're around, and I tell my kids this all the time as they're growing up too, the people you're around, and that's not just some saying that people always say to you, it's very important. It really is, because unconsciously you become that. No matter if it's negative or positive. So how old are you? You said you have kids. How, how many so kids have, do you have at home? I have three kids. My daughter's eight, so she's finally getting to that point where her, like I said, her paradigm's starting to set. You can have a cognitive conversation. I have cognitive conversations with her. Yes, exactly. To a degree. You know, she's a little girl, so she has a little... Things, but to a degree, uh, my son is four, so he's not really there yet. And then I just had just a newborn two months. So my newborn, I've learned so much from the past two, and about mindset and about how the brain actually works. Sure. That I, I try to, <laughs> I focus a lot on programming my kids without them realizing it. You so got affirmations going. I have on affirmations at night going all the time. Yeah. Uh, when they're in the car, I really don't ever listen to music with them. They don't ever listen to music in my car. My car is like a university. There's always books on there. My daughter will tell you, Dad, do you ever listen to music? Oh, yeah, there's books on it all the time. But I also put on tapes and videos that are just on repetition affirmations or just positive influence stuff. They don't even realize they're listening to it. They're just sitting in the back. They don't need, they need it. It's okay. But they're, they're uncon their subconscious is soaking all that stuff in. All that stuff's going in there because I can, and I can see the progress and difference it makes. 
throughout the day, like because there are subtle changes in their behavior or subtle things they say, do, and that's I'm all about empowerment. Everybody sure. should empower each other. There should be no disempowering negative energy around. And I want my kids to learn that at a very early age. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's something that we do here at our office. Is so Monday through Thursday. Obviously, Friday is like the weekend for real estate, right? Because yeah. Saturday and Sunday you're doing open houses. You know, Monday you're catching up from the weekend. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Monday through Thursday, we meet here at our office every morning at 10 a.m. It can be 10 to 10:30, and it's a hard stop at 10:30. Okay. But the first thing we do in our meetings is we go around the room and I want to win. You know, Absolutely. I want to win from the next from the previous day. Sure. Um, you know, and it's really. And, you know, people, they get off, they get an option. Well, you know, I got this person. I'm like, no, I want a business win. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. care about the other stuff. I mean, I do, obviously. Well, of but course, but you're you know, I want business. you focused. This is your business. You know, and so, but the thing is, is that you got, your wife's mad. Or your kid threw up on the bed this morning. Or, <laughs> you know, some deal didn't go right. And you got this bag of crap. Yeah. And everybody does, right? Yeah. And But you got to leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. You got to come in here, get your mind right. Do your eight hours, do your five hours, three hours, two hours, 12 hours, whatever it is. Yeah. But for us, it's really about getting them in here and saying, hey, whatever you got going on, we'll, we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. But right now, let's get our heads straight. Mm-hmm. Let's get in the day. Let's go make the calls. Let's do the deals. Yeah. You know, and it's, you're right. It's about, yeah. it's about the environment. It's about the mindset. Yeah. And you've got to reprogram that thing every single morning. You have to do it, especially. And it's important for you as the owner. This is your business, mm-hmm. right? So it's up to you to prime your team and get them where they need to be for the day. Absolutely. It's on you. And if, because if your stuff, if they fail, you're failing. And so the way you look at it is you getting them ready to go out there and, and be gladiators every day. Basically. Absolutely. Does he uh, give you all those Jordan Belford speeches every morning? <laughs> no, I'm going to throw up midgets yeah. at dark ones. <laughs> He's throwing no, $40,000 uh, watches <laughs> into the crowd. Not yet. Not yet. I'm hoping we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's awesome. So, James, um, you said you met Chris through a friend. Yeah. Um, you know, have you guys done deals together? So, me and James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so James, we haven't. Um, I did a deal in Mont Bellevue. It was a double wide trailer. It was the first flip that I actually did by myself. Um, it was kind of funny. It was a great deal, actually. It was so nasty. Um, that one actually had two wholesalers on it, two assignment fees on there, um, and I still pulled out 52k on the back end of it. What? Um, and it double out. wide? Uh, Did you buy it for five grand? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mont Bellevue Bottom Coast School District. Oh. Fantastic! It's on that location. Half right? acre. No, you're right. It's on half an About acre. Two thousand square foot. Huge, huge, nice house, man. Very nice. Well, see, that's interesting though because you're keeping yourself open opportunities because nine out of ten people that are doing flips, they want. They want brick, a driveway. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. You know, they're they're yeah. not open to. You have to be open to different things, and plus, you got to be, you know, knowing that it'll work out, having the faith that you have confidence in yourself that you can perform, and, and you know, anybody successful, you know, has those qualities. So it's sure. something that works out. So, so you know, James, I think he actually you were a wholesaler on that, so he, he helped me find that deal, and then he's linked to me on uh, countless countless freaking deals. He gives me so much money to live in his house. Right? <laughs> it's just an opportunity. Money doesn't matter, really. You know, money is just a thing. It's a tool. It's a tool. Absolutely. It well, and again, so we talk about this, I think, like almost every week because the people that we bring on are, we kind of same type. keep it in the same vibe. Yeah. But you talk about money being a tool. Yeah. You know, what is or when did your relationship with money shift? Mm. Because, I mean, 
explaining your background and everything else, I'm assuming you didn't grow up in a life of abundance, nope. you know, all that kind of stuff. So you had that scarcity mindset. I yep. got to make the next buck. Yep. I got to make the next buck. Yep. You know, so at what point, I mean, it, having the scarcity mindset can give you a great work ethic yep. because you're like, I got to go make more money. Yeah. But at what point did it shift for you mm. to where it was not, I got to go earn the dollar and shift over to, I got to make my dollar make a dollar. Yeah, so it was, um, I, like I started coming on the idea about 2017, but it was about 18, 19 that I really took that mental shift um, when I started deep diving hardcore into personal development books. Um, Who's your favorite? My favorite author? Your favorite book, favorite author, yeah. My my favorite book is probably going to be, I have, there's a lot of Napoleon Hill books, but I don't know if Think and Grow Rich would be my number one. Um, I like the power of the subconscious mind. The power of the subconscious mind. That's okay, I haven't read that one. Everybody Joseph, get that book. Joseph Murray. That's probably one of my favorite books as okay. far as learning about subconscious so mind. So, what is that book in, in fifteen seconds? So, it, Joseph Murray talks about basically in the title, the power of subconscious mind, mm -hmm. and what our two brains are, and how important it is for us to recognize and understand how the the most powerful part of the brain is the subconscious mind. The so the and how it's like the, it's like uh, when you get to the end of a movie and the credits are just running and mm -hmm. nobody's really watching them, but it's mm -hmm. all there. That's just you're talking about just kind of what's running in the background all the time. Exactly. And yeah. what are you feeding? Well, that's what's controlling us. I mean, everything you do, every habit you're building, everything that you do throughout the day, all comes from that part of the brain. It's there's no logic to it. Can you train it? Yes, you can influence. You can train it. You can get it to do whatever you want to if you know how to. But first, before you do that, you got to become aware. If you're not even aware of it, the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> awareness. Awareness is key. Awareness is key. No change in growth will come without awareness. Ooh, write that down. That sounds that sounded very yeah. prophetic. Down. I like that. No yeah. change or growth will come without awareness. I like that. Awareness is very powerful. And that's I would say that's probably because that's that's like the foundation of ultimately changing yourself is learning how to influence that part of yourself. That's really in control. That's it, man. The subconscious mind's in control. So of everything, but that's what I would agree. That's probably one of my favorite books. It's a fantastic book. It really gets you to understand the importance of it. You don't quite understand it, and he hits it, and he says it in a way that you yeah. you start appreciating. Exactly. Well, you know, I think that goes back to a lot of, and we're all guilty of this. I mean, it's like if there's some thing that you do in life, and people, if somebody just stops you on the street, mm -hmm. you know, like you smoke, and somebody's like just walked up to you out of nowhere, it's like, why do you smoke cigarettes? And mm -hmm. your answer is like. I don't know. I just, I just always <laughs> just have. Do it. I just do it. Right? You know, but there's so much of our life on a daily basis that's not intentional. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is yeah. that you've got to get to where you're living intentionally. Exactly. You know, in your subconscious, in the, what you're listening to in the car. Like we said earlier, too, you think about on Mondays, it, you're setting that subconscious mind, most people, to dread the Monday. So exactly. you're intentionally setting the mood. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, a little closer. And so your life is intentionally designed in a way that's not getting you closer to your goals. Yeah. And, and you know, your attitude's being influenced by that. And you're, you know what's funny, and this is a horrible analogy, but um, if you go on Facebook, mm. it shows you what you read, right? Yeah. You know, and so the longer you spend on something, it says, okay, Chris likes this, and it shows you more of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like you could go on your Facebook and figure out where you are. Mm -hmm. Like, because whatever's posting is kind of showing you what you've yep. been paying attention to. Yep. 
you know. And so it's exactly. kind of it's kind of what we're doing on a regular basis. Yeah. They just put it in an algorithm and like put it in your face. Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Psychology behind it is amazing. Yeah. Scary as hell, but yes, it's amazing. You go on browser and search something, it'll pop up on Facebook. I mean, they just know what they're doing. Dude, so and this is a horrible story. So I'm gonna go Big Brother for just a second because yeah. this is funny. Um, but uh, my wife and I are driving down 45 five, six months ago, and this tow truck pulls up next to us. Mm-hmm. Most inappropriate tow truck I've ever seen because it was Campbell towing. <laughs> and, <I'll, laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, Shelly, look. Like, there's a Campbell towing truck next to us. You know, I mean, they had it spelled out. They did on purpose. Oh, 100% terrible. 100% on purpose. But hey, they left an impression on you. But I lot. swear to God, the next day, I was scrolling my Facebook, and it was like one of these t-shirt manufacturers, oh, and it came up with a Campbell towing t-shirt. I was like, no way. what the hell? Like, I didn't, like, look it up. I didn't, like, Google it. It was, like, somebody's listening to me in my car. This wow. is messed up. Man, yeah, that's intense. <laughs> but, yeah, it. so you're right. I mean, the thing is, is the subconscious, what we're feeding ourselves, and yeah. whether it's intentional or not intentional, you know, but I just, what is, um, so what is your intent in the next 18 months? My intent in the next 18 months is... And don't say I'm just going to flip 22 more houses. No, that's not. (laughs) My intent in the next 18 months is... I don't know if I'll stop flipping houses, but I'll definitely continue to flip houses. I want to build up a bigger portfolio of actual holding properties. Um, I want to get really big into... I've been transitioning... You want to keep some. Yeah, I want to keep everything. (laughs) I've been transitioning a lot into multifamily now and into more commercial... And just kind of put my intention in my... Multifamily's tough in Houston. Yeah, it is. So I've been trying to just reactivate my reticular activating system to focus and be able to look for these deals, right? As far as multifamilies and and commercial, and you really know how to find them. I think you're the first person other than myself that I've ever heard use that term. Oh, that's... That's, that's the most RAS important man. thing in the world, man. Absolutely. That's everything. That's everything. 100%. I mean, how do you think, and just, this is just an example, because James does it all the time, and he's, I'm sure he's aware, but how can someone like James go down and turn one deal into 40 different projects or, or 40 different deals or 40 different ways to make money? Mm-hmm. It's because his RAS is set for that to recognize it, understand, and see, I can do this, this, and this, and this unconsciously. So give us, for the people that are listening, explain what the RAS is, because I live and die by that. Oh, it, it's, it runs pretty much everything that we can you know, do and see. It's the way we perceive things, right? So it's the way I perceive it, like the way I'll put it to like my wife or somebody who doesn't understand is, you know, if you, if you buy a brand new car. Right? Exact same analogy. If you, buy, if you buy a brand new car and now all of a sudden you see that damn car everywhere you drive, it's always been there. How many Teslas do you see on a daily basis, James? <laughs> it's always been there, but right. now, exactly. now it's important to you. Now it's mm-hmm. important to your brain because your brain is determined it's something worth recognizing. Exactly. So now it's starting to notice it, right? And same thing with anything small. It could be clothes, houses, properties, multifamily buildings, business opportunities. I mean, anything. And that can work on not just in a good way, but a bad way too. So correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this was you, mm-hmm. but I got irritated with you the other day. Did you? On Facebook. What did I do? Because you went on vacation <laughs> and came home with two properties. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That was right, right? Yeah, I did. Very irritating. <laughs> Very irritating. You're like, yeah, I Very picked up a flip and a uh, rental, you know, just at home visiting. Yeah, man. I picked up. I picked I'm, up. I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, son of a bitch. I picked up. We went to, me and my family went to Kalahari Resort in Round Rock. 
and we were there. Beautiful country. Oh, it's great. Yeah, oh, it's always great. We go there all the time. But so we were over there, and while I was over there, I had two people contact me. One was from a guy that I used to work with, mm-hmm. and one is a guy that I've been mentoring. And has he's going through kidney failure, both his kidneys, and I'm sorry working, to hear that. He's been working a job his entire life, so he's wanting to learn how to really get freedom and have more time and everything. Sure. So uh, he, they both brought me two deals, one each, and um, they both worked out. I bought, I put them both under contract, sight unseen, um, because I knew just based off the numbers and the areas and kind of knowing the market over here. Sure. Really, the numbers alone just did it for me, um, and they panned out to be good. And I just did two more the same way these past couple days. So we went out of town. Last weekend to the Gold Nugget to you know, James had like a little networking event. He was speaking there and did a phenomenal job. Also, but that whole different environment. Over James there, good at talking. The hell you say? Wasn't that mindset over there like totally Completely different with the yeah. set of investors? It's just well, we were half the room was kind of with me, and then the other yeah. half was like Charles. Charles. Charles investors. And it was so how did you hook up with them? Uh, I know a guy over there that introduced me to uh, their main promoter you know, that runs that club and then he we hit it off he's like man I would just love you to speak your, your thoughts the way you think it's kind of like you just said right there's very few people has even heard of that club mm-hmm. and I mean it's something I'm mm-hmm. in tune with and believe 100% yeah yeah but they just they're, they're they're different. So you had eight or ten people there. You think you'll have like twenty the next time you go? Well, we had because that's know, twelve or thirteen. There was, quite a bit there. there was more it's on our side. Area, Wake Charles. So there's not like a huge amount of you know population over there. Yeah, there's about two hundred thousand in that little pocket. But how many investors? Right, maybe oh thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a whole different set of you know people and how they operate over there. But it worked out. I think they wanted some of my philosophies. That's what really wanted me to kind of teach how to think and. About investing. Well, the, yeah, and the philosophies are not just good for investing, though. No, I mean, these are these are life philosophies, right? That's why I always say every time I'm around you, you'll say something that you can pick, and that's why y'all are so fortunate to be around and Jason. Jason. Jason is very intelligent. You are very every time I've heard you. Speak, I'm gonna need you to record that. That's right. Listen up, Shelly. I'm intelligent. I'm not just I'm not just trying to brown or you know make you feel better and put you up. But seriously, every time I've heard you talk, there's been such a Huge moment in, in that conversation that has just been amazing information. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you know, the thing is, is all of that is a catalyst, right? Everything yeah. around you is a catalyst, are either negative or positive. Yeah. And so, I mean, the thing is, is those, those thoughts, you know, anything that comes out of my mouth is fed off of something that somebody else gave me. Yeah. So it's something that you said or James yeah, said or yeah. somebody in the room that makes me think these things. I mean, there is the rare occasion where I'll say something. I'm like, "Hey, that was pretty freaking cool." Yeah, you know. But for the most part, I'm just I'm trying to like swallow and consume what everybody else is saying all the time. What I think's really neat is when you bring in new people, like you said, you like new people. When you say those things, they absorb it. Yeah, you know, and that agent that's doing ten million dollars a year, five, whatever, they're a lot less likely. To Water off a duck's back. Yeah, exa- <laughs> somebody exactly. Somebody else saying exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that, that's exactly. Very great uh, no, and you're right. I mean, the thing is, though, but I mean, so if you were looking for somebody else new to partner with, you wouldn't want to partner with somebody that's done a few houses. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for somebody that's like, hey, I got $200,000. I just quit my job. Mm-hmm. I got enough money to eat for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who I want. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, our agents come in, and we've got agents that when they started, they were doing food delivery in the evening while yeah. they're getting started, exactly. or you know, moving. Like uh, Justin got his first deal um, when he after he joined the team because he was moving people. His mother works for like a uh, a furniture store where they buy people's estates and stuff, mm -hmm. and so he's just moving stuff and he's moving this guy's stuff out of his house. He's like, hey, I see you're interested in a house out. Yeah. You're gonna sell it. Yeah. The guy's like, yeah, you got a realtor. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. where he got his first deal. Exactly. You know, but. It's, it's that hunger. I mean, uh, Brittany, good Lord, she works at uh, Voodoo. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, she's there on the weekends till 4 o'clock in the morning, shutting it down, and she's here at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. on Monday for our meeting. That's grinding. It is, but she, she's 22 years old yeah. and hungry. Yeah. And I tried to hire her as our admin. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll take the job temporarily, but not if I can't sell real estate. And I was like... That was that's literally the, the perfect that's, answer. That's, that's perfect answer. And then she did it for two weeks and was like, it's taking too much of my time. Yeah. I need to do real estate. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm having a hell of a time getting an admin. I bet. I bet. <laughs> they're all like, I want to do what they're doing. That makes yeah. me better money. You know, you said, you had a good point there. You said that, was his name Justin, right? Mm -hmm. Justin one? So he came over here and got a deal pretty quick, right? I mean, he got, he got it done. Yeah, he actually, he landed that deal basically on his way in the door. Okay, so there's something to say about that that could be deeper than just the opportunity there, right? So there's something to say about him attracting that deal and the type of people about being around sure. that helps attract that. So when you're around positive people, and I'm not saying, you know, like how, you know, the Tony Robbins video, if there's no weeds, there's no bees, no bees, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're around uplifting, high vibrational people, you tend to attract more of those things. You tend to attract more opportunities. You tend to attract greater things that come into your well, life. Well, it goes back to the RAF. I exactly. mean, you know, it's you're you're looking for opportunity. You're seeing like, yep. if I took you and dropped you in the middle of Des Moines, Iowa, mm -hmm. and said, "Hey, drive to the airport," you're gonna find three houses. I would way take back. over the town. Yeah, you're, you're like on the way to the airport, going, "Hey, that house needs some money." I would take <laughs> over the town. I'd be the mayor. I'd be the mayor by the time I left. <laughs> but I don't want to be a politician. So I no, but. but no. I don't want to be a politician because they need background checks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't. Have. But my point was, he came to you, right? He was around you for a very short period of time, mm -hmm. and then he got something happen. Why, right? There was something that probably came from you that you put into him that made him be up here and changed his subconscious mind a little bit to help. Well, you know, and I want to do that for everybody. You know, I want to do it for everyone on the team. And, you know, you want to do it for your wife and you want to do it for your kids, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody uh, has got baggage, right? You know, and it's a matter of are you willing to trade in that for a new suitcase? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, exactly. you know, like right now, I, I make this joke and uh, we're running short on time, but um, my brother um, is married. And, you know, obviously I'm married, and he and I were talking a long time ago, and I said, you know, life as married is a little bit easier for me mm -hmm. because my wife and I got married at 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And we've got baby blue Samsonite 1975 luggage, but it's a matching pair, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. it's beat up, it looks like shit, exactly. but it matches, you know? And yeah. so, but when you get married or when you create relationships further on in life, you yeah. got a bag and you got a backpack and she's exactly. got, hers is pink and yours is green and, yeah, exactly. you know, and you're bringing all this stuff with you. But, exactly. you know, those growth opportunities come from being willing to let go, to yeah. let go, to take that off yeah. your back exactly. and, and leave it at the door and walk in fresh. Exactly. You know, 
know, which is why what you talked about with your kids, you know what I mean, is so important. I know James' son is an upcoming budding entrepreneur. Oh, yeah, he's going to be. And milking his dad and family for money every Saturday, which I applaud enthusiastically. Yeah, exactly. Ain't anyone I that comes over. Hey, whatever. He's like, he's at the door. It's two bucks to get in to talk to his dad. He knows it, man. The value. I know the value my dad brings. Where's the money? You at? should put him at the front door like a doorman at your meetings on Mondays. See, we'll charge an entrance charge. Five bucks to get in. You know, that's a powerful statement that you said about dropping the bag and stuff. I spent six years in the Marine Corps when I was in infantry. Thank you. We had, no problem. We I was had, raised by Marines. We had this term called drop the pack. Drop the pack, right? And that meant like, you know, we'd go on this long hump or this long hike or something and go on this, um, you know, patrol, whatever it was. Sure. And at the end of it, everybody's going to drop the pack, right? You weigh, you know, 100 pounds on your drop. Oh, yeah. But I use that same analogy going forward with baggage and, and garbage that you're carrying along with you. Or with the people that are along with you, right? Mm-hmm. Or if the person with you is garbage, you got to drop packs, man. Because you do. all it's going to do is weigh you down. And then you have that person... This always happens when we go on these 20-mile hikes or whatever, these humps, and you have that person falling out, and what would he do? He'd grab his fucking pack and hold on. And that's that can be more detrimental than your own baggage. Well, yeah, they're pulling you back. you got to be able to recognize that, too, with people that are in your business model and your business operations to handle stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great way to end. Chris, we really appreciate you being here, but before I go, i got to ask you one question. What is it? My dad always said, I don't know if I joined the, if I don't know who I am, I don't know if I am who I am because I joined the Marines, or I don't know if I joined the Marines because of who I am. Mm. Which one was it? I joined the Marines as because of who I was. And where, I, I've, I've done a lot of deep dive into this subject on mm-hmm. myself, and I learned that I was trying to get away from something. Sure. You picked a hell of an environment to do it. I did. I've had to do a lot of personal development to get out of some of that programming, too. But well, some of it's good, though. No, there's a lot of good out of it. But, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just the facts of things. When you Absolutely. Go it's just the way it is. But, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Chris, man. We really appreciate you being here yeah, today. Everyone, it. make sure you tune in uh, every week, and we're going to keep this up. If you got any questions, feel free to uh, drop us a message. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, James. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. Awesome.